0: A good business leader creates a vision, articulates the vision, passionately owns the vision, and relentlessly drives it to completion. That's a quote by Jack Welsh. In today's episode, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into that quote.
1: Running a home service business is hard. So how is it that some people make it look so easy? Well, we'll tell you. This is the Freedom Blueprint Podcast. It's always good to hear the wins that successful contractors have, but have you ever thought that the best advice would be to hear about the speed bumps they encountered? the mistakes they've made along the way we're gonna talk about the good the bad and the ugly we want you to be successful and avoid the mistakes others have made let's get this party started welcome Welcome to the freedom Freedom blueprint Podcast. podcast now your host justin Dees.
0: what is happening freedom blueprint podcast listeners uh, thanks for jumping in, and what we're going to talk about today is mastering the six key principles of leadership, and honestly, when I think of leadership, it's hard not to think about Jack Welsh, and, and that's really why I wanted to, to use that quote to get started, and, and honestly, it's, it's worth repeating. So good business leaders create a vision, articulate the vision, passionately own the vision, and relentlessly drive it to completion it's an amazing quote and if you're not 100% sure who Jack Welch is give him uh, give, give him a Google but it, it kind of a quick little synopsis he was the GE or he was the CEO of GE from 81 to 2001 and honestly the business exploded under his leadership and it's just it's there's so many books written about it. Um, there's a lot of YouTube videos where he's given interviews and talked about some of the strategies. And just overall it's it's amazing. It's amazing how simple some of his strategies are, which which most things are, right? Like most things, if you really break them down, they seem crazy and wild, but as you break them down, they they seem pretty simple. So there's some there's some books that that Jack wrote as well. Um Straight from the Gut is one, the real life MBA, which is so it's, it's called The Real Life MBA, Your No BS Guide to Winning the Game, Building a Team and Growing Your Career, which is a um, pretty awesome book. He's written some other ones too. That's just the two that uh, off the top of my head came up. So because we're going to talk about six parts of leadership today, we aren't going to be able to go into super deep on each one. So we're going to hit it pretty high level. Um, we'll do, we'll do episodes on each one a little bit deeper, but again, this is just kind of an overall strategy of things to highlight in leadership as you're, you know, building and growing your team and whatever, whatever the vision looks like for, for you and your company and your team, these are just some strategies to, to use. So first things that is going to be, uh, the biggest driver in leadership is going to be vision and you know, vision is basically your blueprint of the future. Like, Think about building a house. What is the very first thing, right? Like as you come up with all these ideas, you you frame it in a blueprint. And then a blueprint is what you give all of the contractors in order to build the house the way you envisioned it. A business is no different, right? So, so think about it like this. Can you imagine uh, a crew? So if anybody's a rower, uh, a team of rowers is, is called a crew. Like, can you imagine if... I don't know how many you have, five, six people, 10 people. Maybe they have different categories, but let's say you had six people on your crew and obviously you can only go front or back because it's a straight boat thing. Imagine if half were going one way and half were going the other direction. You would never get there. Not to mention everybody would be exhausted. Everybody would be burned out. Everybody would be done and ready to do anything else. So uh, think, think about that. From a, from a visual standpoint when you think about vision right it, it is it is a clear guide on how you're going to get to the direction you need to go I can remember when Kristen and I we had a business coach and this has been probably 10 12 15 years ago now um, when we were kind of starting this journey of how do we how do we get our business to look like we want it to look and and we talked a lot about vision and I remember the first time we were sitting down to write a vision and we were talking about, we can't think of beyond a year. We can't think of beyond six months. We can't think of amongst tomorrow. Uh, and it was a, it was a pretty cool journey. If, if you want to know the whole story, uh, the book we wrote when your business partner is your spouse, we have, a, I think a whole chapter on it. There's a whole big section in there uh, about that part of our journey of, of creating our vision. But I will tell you this, man, when we got that thing dialed in, it was so amazing to what literally you could step back and just watch the way it worked and it was it was really cool. Uh, probably another example is think about a puzzle. My my wife loves to do puzzles. So think about a puzzle. Think about how difficult it would be to do that puzzle without the picture. Like if they're just like, here's the puzzle, just go ahead and knock yourself out, which I get for the puzzle fanatics out there, they're probably like, Well, yeah, I, I do puzzles like that all the time. That's great. I would never do that. I can barely put a puzzle together with. The picture at the end. So I know where that blue square goes, but again, vision, I think vision is the number one, um, leadership man until you have that dialed in. I don't, I don't think you can get anything else squared away. So, so the very first thing on our list is going to be vision. The second thing is going to be communicate and communication is one of those things where, gosh, Wars can be solved with good communication. And I and I truly, truly believe that. So, so really what communication ends up kind of being that bridge between the vision and the execution. So once you have the vision, you can start to communicate to your team what that looks like. And then once they know what it looks like, they can decide if they're going to buy in, if they're going to be a part of it, if they want to move that direction with you. And now all of a sudden, your team of rowers or crew members. They know which way you're going and man, it can be a a really, really impactful uh, part of the business. The other thing is it's really going to enhance really morale and project success and team success. So communication, and and there's a lot of different forms of communication. And I don't know which podcast episode, but I've I've done one uh, in the past that was specifically about communication and different types of communication. And there are different forms, right? We live in a world where you can communicate through apps and text message and written and smoke signal. Like there's all these different ways to communicate. And one of the things as you communicate, you've got to figure out what works best for your team and not have too many levels of communication. Like you can't, you can't have it to where... I don't know. It can't be a full-time job to check this app and that app and this email and that text message and that thread. So there does not only have to be communication, but a very streamlined way on how to do that from your communication. Good, clear communication is going to be clarity of really roles. So once you have that vision and now you have the the clarity of each role uh, for really roles and responsibilities and, and what to do and Uh, And then that is going to enable you once you kind of have all this stuff squared in to do things like have regular meetings, have one-to-ones to to keep an open line of communication. There's just, there's a whole world that opens up very quickly. Now I was watching a video and it was actually an interview that Jack Welch was given. And and this is, I want to share the story because I think it's pretty cool. And he was saying that, I don't remember the number, I think it was maybe six of the top CEOs right now at some point worked for him and most of them he had to terminate he had to fire from the company in order for them to move to the next opportunity and he was saying that there's so many people that they would let go who would say I've been here 30 years I had no idea I was the worst employee not not that you fire somebody go you're the worst employee but his point was it is not being kind for you not to give open communication and feedback to a, to a team member, it's cowardly. It's cowardly. You, your team members come to work every day and they, they don't come to be the worst. They, they may, sometimes it may feel like that, but just, just remember they're showing up and showing up's like, I don't know, 70%, 80% of the battle. The least you can do as a good leader is communicate with them where they are, Where are you now? Where do I need you to be? On what level do you need to get to? Just communication and all those things just absolutely will change. And and listen, sometimes you communicate with people and they say, I don't like that you gave me that communication and you hurt my feelings. So be it, so be it. You've done them a favor, man. There is nothing worse than keeping a team member on for longer than their expiration date. Communication again. There's six topics we're going to go over today, so I'm going to I'm going to try to go high level. Um, If you listen to the show or you know me, you know it's easy for me to go down a rabbit hole. So I'm going to do my very best to stay super high level, super high level today, and just is go over these six. So let's move to number three. Number three is delegate, and it and it's empower and delegate, and and really. To empower someone means you you give them the authority and the trust to make a decision. So here's here's something to think about. If you're a leader, and I see this a lot as I work with service managers, and I and I work with a lot of service managers in our space, and and one of the most common things that I see is their phone never stops ringing. It's that's got to be the worst job. And I know service managers, there's a couple that that listen that'll go, yeah, it's the worst. Okay, maybe it's not the worst. But what happens is that phone rings all the time and they answer it and they get the same questions. And they're usually, they're not tough questions. But what's what's happened is they have not empowered their team to make a decision. What, one of the first things I would tell service managers is, that are just getting peppered by phone calls from all their texts stop answering the phone stop answering the phone send a text back hey is this is this i'm right in the middle of something do i need to stop what i'm doing and get on the phone with you or can it wait 15 minutes that simple act it's pretty amazing because now you're empowering them without them even knowing to make a decision and roll with it now some techs may sit around and wait some team members may sit around and wait for that callback hopefully not that's a culture thing but empowering your team making sure that the team knows they have the I have the power like the he-man thing right like make sure they are empowered to make a decision and and part of that comes to the the delegation part of making sure that they they know they're enabled to to make that. Shift in what whatever decision they need to make. Couple things with that, as you go through this, where your your team starts to fill this um, this world of empowerment and them being able to make a decision. You honestly you're going to have this crazy motivation because they're going to have this sense of pride that they can make a decision. And and I talked about service managers earlier. I'll also say another huge place I see this in our industry is dispatchers. This is this is this happens a lot where dispatchers get so gun shy. Uh, probably not in bigger companies where they separate customer service from uh, from dispatchers, but a lot of companies where CSRs and dispatchers are the same person. You'll see the CSR slash dispatcher rely tremendously on the service manager or whoever to write the route because they'll come in and just completely undo what they've done without any explanation. And what you're doing is you're basically taking the power away from them. You're saying, Hey, your, your, your thing's no good. Do my thing. And, um, doesn't make for, doesn't make for great, uh, teamwork. So empowerment delegate, that's number three. Number four is adaptability. And when I think about adaptability, really in my head, I think adaptability, I think flexibility, I think, I think curiosity right I think all these things go on my head as I think about adaptability it's really easy as a leader to get in that rut of that's just how we've always done it we I, I did an episode an earlier episode where I talked about blind spots and this is a big one when it when you when you're talking about um being adaptable and flexible don't ever let yourself if if you ever catch yourself saying that's just how we've always done it that's a really good time to check in with yourself on is this the best way to do it? Let's be honest. Technology is crazy. And every, at the time we've recorded, by the time this releases, there'll be five new apps that come out Uh, with whatever software, especially if you use service Titan, there's probably been 20 new updates. There's, there's always things changing. and, And as a leader, You have to always be questioning what you do because you can't get any better if you're not asking questions and being adaptable and being flexible. And it's not just from the leadership side of things, right? You've got to have that from your team. I know with our plumbing and AC company, that's one of our big core values is flexibility. And we went through this crazy couple year journey where where we grew a lot And each company meeting, we would always go to one of our core values. And for probably the first 18 months, I swear, as we were sitting around building, building the building, what we were going to talk about in the meeting, in the, in the company-wide meeting, flexibility always seemed to be the one that we went to. We didn't talk about it every time, but flexible, right? You've got to be flexible. If you're a technician in the field, dude, you got to be flexible. If you're if you're not flexible, you you need to find another job. Meaning if you have got to know when you wake up in the morning, every second of every day that's coming down the pipeline, this is not the business for you. And really, that's not just the technicians. That's any of us, man. If if you're wanting that um dead set how it's gonna be every single day, or it freaks you out a little bit, then then this is not this is definitely not the um not the industry for you. But so adaptability, flexibility, curiosity, um, to me, they're all, they all kind of fall in the same little category. But again, as a leader, your team is going to mimic you. So as a leader, if you're good with these, if with these values and you're good with being adaptable and going with the flow and Hey, yeah, it's change, but be, staying positive about it, then your team's going to do the same. Uh, there's a change speaking of, okay. So here's another example of change. We talked about software think about Google right? Think about Google 12 months ago, Google LSAs, you turned them on and boom, you got however many calls you wanted until you turned it off. Cause there were so many coming in. It was like the greatest thing ever. And now it's not. So imagine if you weren't adaptable and you weren't flexible and you weren't curious as to what's going on your business. If, and if that was your main source of marketing, holy crap, your business would look totally different from 18 months ago. Your marketing spend would look well, cause there, there wouldn't be. Right. So anyways, so again, adaptability, flexibility, always be curious. I think those are just, it's a really important part of it. And again, kind of to, to go through all of them, right? So the vision, the communication, the empower, the curiosity. So next we're going to jump into culture. And again, all these things kind of funnel down into culture, right? And, and here's the deal. Every business has a culture. It's kind of like every business has a system, Like right? Every business has a culture. What is your culture? As a leader, as a leader, I always go, oh yeah, you know, everybody wants a positive culture. Maybe you don't. Maybe your plan is to have a culture of high performance. Uh, it's all production-based. Uh, maybe you want everybody to kumbaya together. I don't know. It's, it's your business. It's your team lead them the way you want. But uh, gosh, I certainly hope that you're leading them to a positive culture because uh, positive culture is really, especially this day and age, as the next generation and the next series of workforce comes comes to work, the values and the things they're looking for in business is different than it was, heck, even five years ago, 10 years ago. So for for the most part, When people come to work, they want to be part of a positive culture. They want to come and be a part of a culture that is a team that is driving. Again, everybody's not, there are some, there are some people out there that are, again, they're production based. A lot of times salespeople fall in this category where they're, they're more concerned about their bonus, their check than, than your team. And again, if that's your culture, great. Then maybe that, that person's a good fit for you. But if your culture is more based on, you know, team and, um, customers and communication and flexibility and all these other things, then that person might not be the right fit for you talk about with, with your culture is you have to make sure whatever vision that you have for your business, you have to make sure that your culture aligns with that vision. Otherwise, it it's all going to be wonky and it's it's not really going to work. But make sure that whatever your vision is and your culture that they have to align. Um otherwise, I don't even know, man. It's it's just not going to work. Let's just let's just take with that. Number 6 and final is the power of recognizing and rewarding. I'm guilty of going through this trap where when I think of rewarding, it it is always money which is interesting because money is not my number one reward or my number one thing I think of personally. But for some reason, when I'm talking about rewarding people, I always get in my head about rewarding them with a monetary value. And the truth is it doesn't take that. Yes, you have to pay people a fair wage for what it is you're doing. And and you do have to uh, you know, what, what gets paid gets paid attention to, as the saying goes. So you do, you know, if there's certain things that are above and beyond the day-to-day basis financially, I think they need to share in that gain. But the truth is sometimes a simple thank you, good job, high five, um, just recognition to the team, we're all still human. So even for me, when somebody, and listen, I'm not the only one listening. So So those of you, who were the owners of the business, think about this. When is the last time someone came up to you and said, boss, I think you're doing a really good job. Now I get, there's probably some people that, that are listening that say, well, I don't care about that. Yes, you do. Like, let's be honest. It just, it just feels good to get rewarded and recognized even if it's one-to-one and especially if it's an employee, I can tell you for me, I've, I've, I've had a couple of employees just randomly tell me, good job, uh, great job on that, or thanks for your help, or man, that was super cool that you jumped in and helped me. Dude, I got to tell you that, that fills my bucket. Like personally, that feels good because I, I, I care about our culture and, and I do think that, um, everybody likes that recognition. So I'll tell you a quick story. We, as a business, we do a lot of work with, uh, Home Depot's. We do a lot of their water heaters and their HVAC. And, um, things like that. And so a lot of times I get to walk with some of their upper managers that are above the store level and we'll walk the stores and they, you know, they do their song and dance, I'll say, but it's interesting because when they do these walks and it's not every time, but every now and again, they'll, and they'll be prepared. They'll have like a little award, a little recognition award. It's a little bitty, it's probably five by seven. It might be a little bit bigger, but let's say five by seven and it's got a little pin and a little plastic thing. And they'll just randomly stop and they'll say, Oh, Hey, this is team. Can I introduce you? They'll have the store manager. Can can I introduce you to Sally? Sally has been here for blah, blah, blah. And they'll just say really nice things about this team member. And it's crazy to watch the person just filled with joy. They're like, Oh my gosh, they recognized me they're not thinking about, it's a $4, not even a $4, $3 piece of paper and a $2 pen that they're giving me, which by the way, then they take this little pen and they pin it on their little, on their little apron and they're like, Ooh, look, I got an award. It is such a cool thing. To, I have literally watched employees cry, cry. And I, I can tell you as a, as a service provider, this happened to us. Um, actually not, last year, this happened. I was doing a walkthrough and there's a store that we're just, we're literally crushing it. And so we're walking through the store and they randomly stop and they're like, tell us about this section. And I'm going on about water heaters and uh, our team and how quick we call customers, all these things, right? All these boxes that I know that they want checked and they turn around and they hand me one of these pieces of paper and a pen and they say all these nice things about, about the company. It felt good, man. It felt good. And then immediately I went and I like took a picture and I texted all the leadership team. I'm like, Oh my gosh, look what we got. And, then you kind of stop for a minute and you're like, it's a small piece of paper and a pen. But dude, not only was I just filled with pride, but so was my team. And it was it was really cool. Anyways, going kind on of a rabbit hole about that. But reward your team. Don't always think about the money, the financial aspect of it. Man, sometimes it's just a good job. Recognition in front of the team, uh, an email to the whole team. Hey, listen, so-and-so did such a great job. Let me tell you about it. Um, I I, I think that just that goes so far with all of it, with, with everything, with the vision and the culture and the communication and all those things just are, man, it's just such a cool thing. So that's our sixth thing. So, so we dove into really the six key principles of leadership and which, you know, is cultivating a clear vision, empowering your team, fostering a culture of adaptability and recognition and really applying these foundational strategies, it, I'm telling you, it will elevate your business. It, it'll, honest to goodness, it'll inspire your team, and you'll you'll go to new heights, man. It's it's crazy what happens when when you really put these into action. And I'm and I'm guessing if you're listening to this, which I'm guessing you're listening to this because you're listening to it. But but my guess is if you're a listener of this podcast, you're probably on this journey of better right? Let's, let's be better. Let's do better. Let's learn. And I think all of those things are, uh, those are really the six key principles to pay attention to. There are other principles. There are other deeper dives that we will go into. But again, I wanted to stay on super high level as much as I can with my brain without going down the rabbit hole. But there we go. I went down the rabbit hole a little bit. That's okay. So if you have found value in today's episode Make sure to subscribe to the Freedom Blueprint podcast. Leave a review, which by the way, is a huge like you want to talk about recognition. Anytime I get a five star review or someone leaves a review, I get a I get a message on my phone and it and it's pretty cool. Um that in the book, same thing. I get it. And so that's for me, that's a big recognition. But if you're if you're listening to this, share it with a fellow leader, somebody who could benefit from mastering the art of visionary leadership. Share it, share the knowledge teach it. It's amazing. So until next time, keep fostering adaptability and watch your business and leadership transform. This is Justin Deese signing off from the Freedom Blueprint Podcast. Stay motivated, cultivate a positive culture, and always keep crushing
1: it. You've been listening to the Freedom Blueprint Podcast. Information is useless if not applied. So take what you've learned and go and implement it. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on social media at Freedom Blueprint for Home Services and hit the website at www.freedomblueprintpodcast.com. See you next time.